Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the podcast. My name is Daniel. This is Daniel Teaches, the psychology student who brings you his two cents on psychology, philosophy, motivation from my lectures, my readings, my personal anecdotes, and anything else that I might find interesting. Recently on Instagram, I did a little bit of a poll about a few different subjects that I was interested in to see which one the people were most interested in themselves. So for today's episode is dedicated to that poll and the winner of that was misogyny, as you can tell by the title. So what is misogyny? Misogyny, essentially, in simplest terms, is a hatred towards women. Now, why am I talking about this? Right? I just did a women's mental health episode a few weeks ago. If you haven't checked that out, check that one out. But this is an important topic because this is something that we see at the micro level and at the macro level. And the problem is sometimes if you have women talking about misogyny is one thing. But here's, here's the problem with that, right? If I think that if you're a woman, you're full of crap, if you start talking about misogyny, I'm going to look at you and before you open up your mouth, I have a preconceived notion that whatever you're talking about is nonsense, right? It's like if I don't like police officers, a police officer shouldn't come over and try to change my mind because it's going to be extra hard. What would be good is if that police officer goes undercover and then tries to change my mind, right? So I think one of the beauties of having men talk about misogyny, hatred towards women is that maybe you get other people listening or maybe you can, I don't even want to say change people's minds but maybe they'll, they'll look at you differently than they would had I been a woman. And you see this with everything, right? Whatever it is, man, homophobia, sexism, you name the category of people, I feel like we unfairly label other people. And when we do that, it impacts the way that we interact with them and impacts the way that they interact with the world around them. So misogyny being the hatred of women, we can see this in the micro and in the macro. The macro, you can see this in governments. There are some countries around the world, if I'm not mistaken, Saudi Arabia recently has allowed women to drive. Listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Saudi Arabia has recently allowed women to drive. It doesn't matter that there are women with PhDs in America and Canada teaching at places like Harvard and Stanford and UBC. It doesn't matter that there are astronauts and scientists and physicists. It doesn't matter that you have arguably the greatest female, no, not arguably, indefinitely the greatest female fighter of all time and Amanda Nunes is a woman. None of that stuff matters, right? Because they're just now being allowed to drive in Saudi Arabia. Like, I think it's like a year or two ago that they recently passed and said, okay, we're gonna let you drive now because Saudi Arabia is being progressive, right? Other countries like Iran, women haven't been allowed into football stadiums for like 40 some odd years. Two women wanted to go into a football stadium, so they had to dress up as men to get in. They get caught, they get sentenced to life in prison for wanting to watch a football game. So they kill themselves. So the macro is essentially the government, and maybe you call this the patriarchy, they carry themselves or their laws support a view that women are almost second-class citizens. You really feel that discrimination. I mean, a man is above a woman in many of these countries. And you see, this isn't me BSing. Like, go look at some of the context. Go look at some of the things that, some of the laws that are there for men and there for women. Now, that argument doesn't hold up as much as in the West. Because if you look at, for example, where I've been growing up, British Columbia, Canada, there isn't one law that is given to men that's not given to women. Right? So if you look at it on the macro, it's very hard to find instances of sexism or discrimination against women. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen. But I'm saying, at least in the West, we're a little more aware of it than we are than some of our East counterparts. That's not to say that the West is flawless and problem-free, but, but in that stance, it's good, man. Like, like, I've never applied for a job or scholarship or ever seen an... Int I shouldn't say that last one. 
let's let's stay to the other ones. I've never applied for a job or scholarship where they said like men only, you know, or like women don't apply. Like I've I've never seen it. Not here with my own eyes in British Columbia, Canada. So that, that's a good sign. Now, if we look at it from the micro, these are things that you see an individual do, right? So imagine that me and you were hanging out and we we're gonna invite five or six people over. And I was like, hey man, I don't I don't want Jared to come over. And you go, why not, man? You don't like Jared? I go, well, because of the color of his skin. I just, I don't invite people like that to my house, right? Those are sorts of things that become really, really tricky, right? And the first mindset that you might think of is, Dana, what a piece of garbage. Who would say such a thing? Whereas the first thing that comes to my mind is, why would you say such a thing? What has happened to you to make you think this way? Are people born misogynistic? Are people born, like I know this is about women hating, but we see this in all different groups, right? When you hate a particular, excuse me, group of people, how does that happen? You don't just wake up one day hating them, right? Maybe your dad tells you a story. Maybe I'm a guy who's had two girlfriends in the past. Both of them cheated on me. My mom walked out on my life, right? So now what's happening is I associate whatever those feelings, when I think about those two girlfriends that cheated on me, my mom walking out of my life as anger, resentment, uh, someone being ungrateful, being taken advantage of, being betrayed. So now when I see a girl in one of my classes, I am displacing that anger that I have for my ex-girlfriends onto you. You're a sweet girl. You haven't, we've never even talked. You look at me and you smile and I have resentment towards you. Because you're a gold digger. And the only reason you're using me is because you can get my money and then you're gonna meet someone who's taller, who's more attractive, and then you're gonna leave me because that's what you do. You are worthless, you are pathetic, and you don't deserve anything from me. But I've never even met you. So how can I make such a claim? To a lot of people listening, this sounds crazy, right? I'd like to think that my viewers are, are very open-minded individuals. And yet, how many people were turned off when in August I did a podcast with a buddy of mine about vaccines? I said, I'm for them. He said, he's against them, right? So when I talk about collectively hating women, you're like, yeah, it's wrong, labels are bad. But then when we bring out people who are against vaccines, people who are Trump supporters, all of a sudden, hating a group of people isn't so bad anymore, is it? Right? So look, I don't want to venture too much into that world, but I want to demonstrate to you how easy it is to put everybody in this square. There's an area in men that's been really on the rise and, and I don't know if you call this the red pill community or what your name is it's this world of pickup artistry and alpha males and how to not be a simp a simp is basically for my some of my older listeners is this guy who doesn't value his time at all he gives it all up he chases a woman she's not interested but he just gives her all of his attention right he'll do everything for her he'll bend over backwards for her but she'll never return the favor so it's like this slave like this this dumb no self-worth slave and anyways, there's this part of the internet now which is dedicated to helping you stand up for yourself and being confident and let the girls chase you instead of them. And even though I think some of that stuff here and there can be beneficial, there's a very, for lack of a better word, toxic aspect of it where when you start labeling people as the enemy, I'm not going to name any names, but if you have a podcast and you bring on seven or eight girls and all of them are OnlyFans or strippers or porn stars and this and that, and then you start throwing sentences out there like, all girls are this. Girls only want you for this. A girl only wants you for your money. Especially for young men between the ages of 18, 25, who haven't experienced much, who maybe haven't had relationships of their own. That starts to get ingrained in you. 
right? And then you start getting into this habit of if all of your YouTube videos and all of your friends' discussions are girls screw guys over, they're super shallow, they only want you for your money, you can really develop a hatred for them. Because what happens is we find ourselves in these echo chambers where we repeat our own narrative. And all of a sudden, this poor girl who you've never met, you're thinking all these nasty things about her. And not only that, but then in your interactions with her, you see that. Right? It's almost like you see that misogyny. Remember when I said on the macro, some governments make it look like a man's above a woman? Like in socially? You see that in individuals as well. Sometimes someone's talking to someone else and you can tell, I can't tell you what it is, but you can feel you're like, you're looking down on them. And for, you know, the backlash of that is like, well, Daniel, girls do that too to guys, right? There's some arrogant girls who look down on guys. Absolutely. But if we're just focusing on girls right now, man, there are a lot more countries that put men on a pedestal as opposed to putting women on a pedestal. And I don't think you can re refute that, right? I don't think that's a, that's a extreme thing to say. That there are more countries right now that put men above women than women above men or that actually put them equal. So if you're a guy like me listening to this, you're not a misogynist, you know, you don't hate women. And maybe you and your close friends, you guys don't talk badly about women. So you're going, Daniel, like, I don't see it around me. But folks, we got to remember, just because we don't see it around us, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You know, maybe you don't see it in your close social group, great. But maybe you're out in downtown, maybe you're out in the city, and then you see it. And then when you see it, it's important to do something. It's important to stand up for that person. Right? Because when you hear something that's uncomfortable, when you hear something that's not okay, it is your obligation, in my opinion, it is your duty to, to make an action. Whether that's to decide to do something or decide to not do something. And don't forget, not doing something is doing something. You have chosen to abstain. You've chosen to remain neutral. Don't think that if you see, let's say, a girl being catcalled, a 17-year-old girl being catcalled by a 50-year-old man, and you looking the other way is, I'm staying out of the situation you are but you're choosing to stay out of the situation. You're choosing to turn a blind eye. That's a decision that you can make. You could also go over and beat that guy up. You could also go over and walk that girl. So, right? so it's a choice that we can make. So this, this isn't a talk of, hey, men have to be better. No, look, you know who you are, right? You look in the mirror and, and I think if we look at self-awareness and if you, when I talk about women, right? What comes to mind? Do you think of your sister? Do you think of your mom? Do you think of your girlfriend? Do you think of your ex? Do you think of this one girl who did this and, and made you really upset? Right? And, and if you have those feelings of content and resentment, just sit with those feelings. Sit with it. Because look, I'm not, I don't want to invalidate those feelings. Let's say your ex-girlfriend was a piece of garbage. Let's say for the sake of argument. This isn't me saying, hey man, you're seeing things, you're hearing things, you're creating. No, maybe she was. But just because she was, just because she treated you a sort of way, doesn't mean that it's right to respond to someone else that way. If she treated you like that, it's one thing to treat her badly. But to take that and treat a complete stranger badly, just because they have the same genitalia, man, is, is nuts to me. It really is. It, it, it's very unfortunate. It's very sad to see. And then oftentimes what guys find themselves in is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because if I think you're a piece of garbage because you're a woman, I'm going to treat you as such. I'm gonna, won't be as, I won't smile as much. I won't be as friendly. I won't be as courteous. You're going to notice that and you're going to think, what a jerk. So now you're going to act differently. And then when I see you act differently, I go, oh, see Daniel, I knew she was a jerk. She didn't even say hi. She didn't even say thank you. 
not knowing that she's only going off of the energy that I'm giving her in the first place. So as a man, if you have contentment, sit with those feelings and think, man, why am I this way? Why do I think this way? Right? And I'm sure you've got good reasons. People, it doesn't just happen by accident. And this is extremely hard. But if you can learn to detach from people, look, it's one thing if you hate her, right? Because she cheated on you and now you don't like her best friend, fair enough. You don't like her sister, fair enough. But you're talking to a completely different person. They don't even know each other. They have completely different background experiences and personality traits, right? Why would you respond to her how you respond to your ex? You're hurt. You've been betrayed. I'm sorry to hear that. But you got to understand that you got to look within, right? And when you have that hate, that resentment, you going and throwing that at some innocent girl, man, isn't going to make it better. So for the majority of guys listening who are good guys, because I know I have, I have faith in my followers. Look, you can't be closed-minded and listen to this podcast. You, you literally can't. You, you can't listen to this when I talk about fat phobic. You can't listen to this when I was talking about vaccines with my friend, when I was talking about girls sexualizing themselves. Like, you, you can't, right? Because if you're just, this is what I say it is, and everything else is crazy, this podcast would drive you insane. So for the people who are listening, you know you're a good guy. When you see stuff out there of people being talked down to, and in this specific occasion, girls, it's up to you to decide if you're going to do something or not. Oftentimes what happens is like maybe you're in a group of four or five guys. One guy says something offensive. And then another guy chimes in. Another guy chimes in and just kind of turns into this game. Right? Except the problem is that girl's not laughing. I love jokes. My friends know I'm a very humorous person. I love jokes as long as you're laughing and I'm laughing. If I make a joke about you and I'm the only one laughing, I'll make a mental note and be like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to joke like that again. Or let me check. Hey, man, is this cool? Is this all right? It's happened before. I've been there. I love making jokes. Sometimes I make jokes. It's great. We're all laughing. Once or twice I make a joke. They're not laughing. I go, hey, was that, was that over the line? All right, all right. I'll make a note of it. Thanks for letting me know. Right? So even if you are a good guy and you're saying, man, this doesn't apply to me. I'm not misogynistic. I'm not woman-hating, which is great. You're going to see certain acts of it outside. And if we can just be good people ourselves and strive to do good for everybody, man, woman, it doesn't matter. But the reason why I focus on women is because generally speaking, I shouldn't, no, I could say this. On average, not all, but on average, women tend to be a little more people pleasers than men are. They tend to be a little more agreeable, a little more submissive. A lot of times when you hear about things of like assault and cat calling and harassment and trauma, the amount of times I've heard stories of girls saying, I froze up, I didn't know what to do, I, I, just, I knew like, I had to say no, but I was just stunned, or I didn't feel comfortable rejecting his advances, because what if he gets more physical than he already is? Right? Because we're aware of that, as men in that situation, let's just strive to be good people. And if we see someone who feels uncomfortable, who feels like that they're not looking okay, just go over and check up. Doesn't matter if it's your friend or if it's a complete stranger. You know? 
I was on the bus. I was hesitant about sharing the story because the story is not about me. Okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you what the message of it is. Long story short, I'm on the bus. I'm sitting there. There's a drunk guy beside me. He's around my father's age, maybe 50 something. And there are these two girls sitting in front of us. They're about my age. And this guy in his drunken state says something like, you know, why are you sitting beside me? It was a long story, man. I didn't mean to. He says something like, man, these girls in front of me have got pretty hair. I look over at him and he goes over to grab this girl by the back of her hair. Me and him are sitting beside each other. There's two girls in front of us. He says, man, these girls have pretty hair. And he goes to literally grab this girl by the back of her hair. When I see that, I put my hand on his hand. I go, dude, don't, that's not okay. In that tone, right? He kind of laughs it off and then the girls look back. Obviously they're frightened. Half the bus looks back. They're like, who the hell is this weirdo? A bunch of people end up getting off. The girls end up getting off. But look, the, the message here isn't, wow, Daniel's such a nice guy. Wrong. The message here is when you see something that's wrong, that, that's uncomfortable, that isn't right, it's up to you to make, a, to make a decision. I could have not said anything. Afterwards, when I, when I put my hand on him and I looked at him in the eyes, I said, no. I said, don't. That's not okay. He kind of laughed it off. He said, oh, man, I'm only joking and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and maybe he wasn't going to grab her. You know, maybe he was just making the gesture. He was an old guy. He was drunk. Maybe he thought it was funny. But it's on you to decide. Am I not going to do anything? I don't know that girl. Maybe I can just look away. Am I going to start punching him in the face? Right? That's a decision that you got to make. So the story here is a wow, look at what Daniel did. No, forget what Daniel did. It's about you're going to find yourself in situations where there's going to be a girl who may or may not be in, in danger. Maybe or may not be. On the bus, maybe she wasn't. Maybe it was a complete joke. I wasn't going to risk it. I didn't know. Right? I said, let's play it safe. Let's say something. Maybe it's awkward. Maybe he says, I was just kidding. That's okay. Because then I go home being relaxed, being like, oh man, thank God I said something. Right? So if you're in a situation and you see something that's uncomfortable, don't ever put yourself in harm's danger. That's not what I'm saying. But if you can do something, it, it's in your hands to do it. And don't forget, choosing not to do something is still making a decision. You can't say it had nothing to do. That'd be like me sitting there on the bus and going, well, I don't know this girl, so I'm just going to look away. Right? So when you're in a situation and you see someone in this instance, a girl being hit on, cat called, someone says something offensive. If you don't stand up and say something in that moment, I just, I really don't think you're that much better than the guy who made the joke or who made the advancement in the first place right if that guy let's say worst case he was going to put his hands on her and he wasn't going to i'm very because it was a full bus like physically or anything but and you don't do anything but you're aware of it it's like dude i don't know i look this isn't me to, to shame you this isn't me to to make you feel a certain kind of way and you have to do something strive to be here or run into the build, burning building that's not what this is this is just emphasizing the autonomy that you hold, right? The decision is in your hands. And I'm not saying you got to be Superman. I'm not saying it's not okay to not walk away if you think your safety is in jeopardy. But sometimes, maybe, man, all a girl needs is just to go over and talk to her. Just say, hey, is everything all right? I saw that guy making certain comments towards you. Okay, are you cool? Maybe, man, that's all. So if you're in those situations, on the bus, on a playground, in the library, just keep your eyes open. 
right? Because you never know when someone might just need a small act of kindness and who knows how far that act of kindness can go. Unfortunately, the problem is like if you're in a group of friends, let's say where, you know, putting your hands on a woman is funny, you know, like, ah, it's funny, it's a funny joke. But then you take that friend group and now you're out at a party and now you're putting your hands on a stranger that you've never even talked to. It's like, that's when it gets, that's when it gets bad, right? Because certain things that are fun and cool and and hilarious around your friends, all of a sudden out there in that context, maybe you don't want to put your hands on complete strangers. You don't know how they'll react. They're not your friends. Maybe she's married. You know, maybe her boyfriend's right there. So I think the best thing that we can do as men is just... If you're a good person, you can't be a misogynist. If you're a good person, you know who you are. You don't have to tell me. I don't have to tell you. You look in the mirror and you know who you are. And if you're a good person, man, you can't be sexist. You can't be racist. You can't be homophobic. If you're a kind and compassionate person, you can't come out and say, man, women belong in the kitchen. Women don't have the work ethic and the discipline as men. Oh, so you think she got that PhD by coincidence? You think Amanda Nunes is out here knocking people out left and right by coincidence? Right? So I really think it, the, the way to combat misogyny is for people to look within themselves. Especially men. Especially men. And again, for many people, for the majority of people, if not every single man listening to this podcast, it's not you. But it might be people around you. So just keep your eyes open. Another thing that men also have to be careful of is this obligation and expectation as soon as they put on women. I saw this TikTok recently and there was this guy who he was at this restaurant with this girl and he was debating whether to pay for the, for the date or not. And he looks over at her and he goes, are you going to sleep with me? And basically, if she says yes, he pays for the date, right? If she says no, he doesn't pay for the date. And I found that so weird, man, because at this point, it's not a date, it's a business transaction, right? I will pay for the date if you sleep with me, which is so, like, dude, pardon my language, why not just get a prostitute? If you just, because this way, look, if you go on a date, you don't know if she's going to sleep with you, but if you hire a prostitute, you're very confident that she's going to sleep with you. Instead of that $50 about lunch, just put that $50 cash in that girl's pocket and have fun. But the moment you do that kind of business transaction thing is weird and that kind of speaks on the topic of obligations, right? You might expect a man to pay on the first date. Fair enough. But he's not obligated to. He doesn't have to. You might in turn expect the girl to sleep with you on the first date because you came and you picked her up and gas is, gas is expensive and the restaurant was expensive. But she's not obligated to. So one thing a lot of guys have to be careful of is if you do something nice for someone, that doesn't mean she owes you something. I don't care if you paid for the date. I don't care if you picked her up. I don't care if you bought her this dress. Man, if you do something nice for someone with the intention of, so then later I can ask her to do this for me, man, that's not kindness. Shouts out to Gary V. I saw this video way back when he said, man, that's manipulation. I'm doing something nice for you so that when I ask you, I can make you feel guilty and like shame you into doing something nice for me. That's not kindness. So if you're a guy and you do something nice for a girl, man, that's it. It's not she has to go on a date with you. She doesn't have to talk to you. Like, if a girl rejects you, she doesn't, she's not obliged to tell you why. That's my own opinion. If I go up to a girl and I say, do you want to go out? And she says, no. She doesn't owe me anything. You don't owe me an explanation. We don't have to sit down. She doesn't owe me an I'm sorry. Like, this one time, man, I remember 
I don't know what it was, but but I remember like there was a buddy of mine who asked out this girl, and she said, "I'm sorry, but I have a boyfriend." And I just I was thinking like, why would she say I'm sorry? Like, sorry for what, dude? You're in a relationship, you know. Like like you got nothing to apologize for, you know. You don't owe him anything. You know, if a girl rejects you and she doesn't want to talk to you, man, that's fine. You might expect an explanation, which is fair on your point, but she doesn't owe you anything. If you pick her up, if you do something, it'd be nice if she did, right? You might expect her to, but it's just, it is what it is. Same thing, if you're a guy, right? And if you're friends with a girl and then you develop feelings for her, you tell her, you go, hey, Samantha, I'm actually, I want to be more than friends. If she says no, you can leave her life. You don't have to contact her anymore. You don't have to talk to her anymore. You're not obligated to remain her friend. Because you go, look, it'd be nice. It'd be nice for you if I was still your friend. And it'd be nice for me if we were more than friends. The same way that she doesn't owe you an obligation to tell you why she rejected you, you don't necessarily owe an obligation to say, look, I, just, I can't be friends with you. I want to be more. You can't offer that. It's better that we just split, split paths. So going back to that misogynistic angle, be careful because sometimes what... what what I've also heard guys do is go, well, I'm a nice guy. I took her out for lunch and she still didn't sleep with me. What a piece of garbage. And it will be lucky to be with I'm such a nice guy. Whenever you hear someone try to convince you of how nice they are, how rich they are, how brave they are, be very skeptical. Be very skeptical. Kevin Hart doesn't go around saying, hey, I'm a very funny guy. Dave Chappelle doesn't go around saying, I'm a very funny guy. Khabib doesn't have to go around saying, hey, I'm a very good wrestler. Man, you know these things. These things are obvious. There's a reason why there's Mark Zuckerberg's always in like a plain Walmart $7 shirt. He doesn't have to wear a shirt that says, I'm a goddamn billionaire, right? You know that. So I, just, I always find it weird when people try to convince you of things, you know? When people try to talk about their Lambo that's in their garage. So if... If this may or may not be you, but if you're a nice guy, or if you think you're a nice guy, if you do something nice for someone, leave it at that. Leave it at freaking that, man. You're in class, the cute girl besides you asks you for notes, hand over the notes. Like, hey, if, if you want, if you feel comfortable, yeah, these are my notes, great. That's it, walk away. Don't say, hey, what's your number? What's this? What can I go out? Or if you do, go for it, ask for her number. And if she says no, man, that's it. That's fair game. You know, none of this, oh, well, you know, if you give me your number, then I'll show you my notes. I'm not a fan. Because if I think, if I think that if you're a kind person, you're doing it for the sake of doing it. You know, it's, it's the act in and of itself. Is God bless Immanuel Kant. You know, we, we don't want to treat people as a means to an end, but an end in and of themselves. If I take you out to dinner, it's not because I want to ask you for favor later on. It's because I want to take you out to dinner. And if it's anything other than that, am I a nice guy or am I a manipulator? Am I a nice guy or do I just want to appear as a nice guy? And those things are very, very different. The whole theme of this video is you're going to see people who do things that are unkind to people and especially that are unkind to women, that are going to look down on them, that think that they're not bold enough, they're not strong enough, they don't have enough work ethic, they don't have enough discipline and all that other nonsense. And as a guy, you have a decision. If you want to continue that narrative, or if you stand back and you go, no, man, that's not true. I, I was just having a conversation with a buddy of mine. He goes, Daniel, women don't belong in MMA. Because he's, Women are soft. Women are weak. 
I go, dude, I go, you're out of your mind, right? I mean, this is a close friend. That's why we can talk like that, right? And I said, dude, I said, you gotta watch these videos. Like this is, these are some of the greatest athletes I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm not saying greatest women, I'm saying greatest athletes, period. Look at the way she moves. Look at the way she hits. Look at, look at how smart she is. Right, so, so what you do is you, you stand to push back against that narrative. And it's on you, it's on, it's on your shoulders, it's on your hands, whether it's something theoretical, like you're having a conversation with someone about women are too dumb to go to graduate school, or it, it's a physical thing that's happening in front of you. You see a girl getting catcalled. You, know, you see a girl getting bothered by someone. There may be a danger, there may not be. But you throwing your shoulders up saying like, what's the big deal? Just take ownership for whatever you do, whatever you do in that situation. If you reach out to help, if you reach out to Norham, take ownership. That's my, that's my only caviar that I'd say. It's on your hands. And again, I want to emphasize this. This isn't Daniel Teacher saying if you're in a position, always make a decision, always help. But just be self-aware. Right? Some, I don't want anybody like walking in downtown, you see five guys harassing one girl, you run in there to help her and you get beat up, you're stripped butt naked and you get mugged, right? That's not what this is, but maybe you call 911 from like a couple meters away, right? So I'm just saying use your brain. And when you see someone being picked on or treated unfairly or offended, because you're a good person and I know you're a good person, you're gonna do what you believe to be right. And if what you believe to be right is to look away when that girl's getting picked on, is to pretend you don't hear that girl getting catcalled, how much of a good guy are you really? Thank you for listening. This has been another episode. I appreciate every single one of you. You will hear from me again next week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.